You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We're live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Trash Pandas. I am one of your hosts, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm joined by Miss Lauren. Hi. And we've also got Dave. I'm here, so it must be a documentary. <laughs> documentary Dave. Um, we have a very special episode, in my opinion, because we are talking about the Queen, Britney Spears, and this documentary that has just blown up over the past week um framing britney spears which was put out by the new york times um i was gonna say that's and so that's something to keep in mind is this is actually like this is not a standalone documentary this is the sixth episode of this series that they've done mm-hmm. so far yeah like every episode is a different documentary yep. like a mini doc but they're actually not mini docs they're like full yeah they're they're complete docs in and of docs. themselves yeah yeah, um, but it was only an hour long ish. Uh, hour and fifteen, hour and twenty, if I recall correctly. Okay, so it, yeah. but, but I not, felt like it moved, it moved fast. Well, yeah, well, and and I think we've talked about this with other docs yeah. before. That uh, okay, that could have been an episode shorter. Okay, that could have been right. two episodes shorter. Um, yeah. Whereas I think this one. About the right length. I mean, honestly, there were there were some things that I thought they wasted a lot of time on, even in this. Um, but we can get to that. Um, and then there were some things that I would have loved to have seen them dive uh, deeper into as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to just tell you both. Well, Lauren knows this about me. But like when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, like my closets were plastered with Britney Spears and I <laughs> loved her because I well not only none of like none of this surprises me second album on repeat which is oops I did it again which is amazing but I was a dancer so she's like the queen of dance like mm-hmm. her performances are like we all knew she's not a good singer she's not Christina Aguilera but like her performance level is out of this world. And her the music videos she put out were so freaking good. I remember MTV used to have this show. It was making the video. And making the video. Yeah. And she was on it. Wait, wait. Every more than a few times. You're, you're saying MTV you actually used to play music videos? Yeah. They used to play music videos. And they used to show how music videos were made. And it was awesome. I loved that show. And I would like record the freaking music videos and then go and learn the dances of Britney Spears. Okay. I was obsessed with Britney. And so um, watching her downfall, which we'll talk about in 2007, was so sad for me because it was like watching just her life totally fall apart and you were like, what is going on with this teen idol that I loved and worshipped so much? So that was really sad. Um, but we'll talk about that. Um, so yeah, let's dive in. There's my love for Britney. You have to know it before we start. I was already aware of this love of Britney. Um, uh, you know, I was, I was also a Britney fanatic 
I also had like a a point in time where I was like obsessed with Hanson. Oh yeah. I, I feel like that that one you might actually want to be ashamed of. Like that, let's let's be real. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were like my first like concert I went to that without was an adult. Free Britney. Yeah. Hanson yeah. was when we were like 10, 11. I mean, everybody knew Mbop, let's be real. That's a thing. That's the only song I know by them. That's the end. That's all. Yeah, I'm perfectly content and with that as well. That's not the only song I know by them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Again, might want to feel a little bit of shame about that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I, I did. I thought this was really cool. I mean, they, you know, they start off obviously, you know, talking about um, where she came from. Uh, if I, re- I think, I think that's where this started. Kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. kind of, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, they do like show a little like montage of the current situation, which is sure. like the free Britney movement. Oh, that's right. It's right. Yeah, it's right. It, it dives right in with the free Britney crew. Right, yeah, but it's and- kind of just like, well, in order to get here, you have to remember about all these things that started before that. And I felt like right. that's when it really started. It was kind of just like, a, you know what I mean? But like right off the bat, we learn about the 2008 legal conserva- conservatorship. Um, and that her dad has control of her life. Well, and, and yeah, and it, and it, we meet uh, her, I guess, gar- not guardian, but I mean, the, the travel companion slash assistant. Alicia. Sla- yep. Alicia Culata. Uh, um, who, you know, and, and she says, like, I didn't and I still don't understand what a conservatorship is. Um, and I think a lot of people don't. And, and so, I mean, the reality. So you, you have two different kinds of conservatorships and they are both in place upon her currently. Um, you have a conservatorship over an estate, uh, which is so, you know, all of your financial decisions and, and all of that kind of stuff and where your money can go and, and that kind of thing. And then you have a conservatorship over your person, uh, which means you know basically you're not in control of your own life anymore and, and as they write a couple people rightly point out um, that is something that is typically only seen with the very elderly um, you know folks that are experiencing dementia um, you know that sort of thing that literally cannot take care of themselves and sort of the dichotomy here and the controversy here is okay you can't have it both ways you can't say that she's completely incapable of taking care of herself when she's constantly out on tour kicking ass you know, and, and she's working all the time. And she's, so she's obviously cool enough to handle that. Why are you saying she's not capable then? Right. She's able to work. She's able-bodied. She's of sound mind to, like, perform mm-hmm. in, you know, front of millions of people. So, yeah, so what the hell? I can't be able to say I want to go spend my money somewhere. Yeah, or this is who I want to date, or this is who I want to be with, you know, that sort of thing. Or who I just want to be in my own house. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, but yeah, so then, you know, Felicia does the, uh, you know, Hey, this, this is where we grew up y'all. Um, you know, in, uh, Kentwood, Louisiana, uh, little teeny tiny town, pretty much. Um, as she put it, it's basically right in the center of the Bible belt. Um, so, you know, and, you know, talks about how, you know, Brittany grew up singing in the choir, was in the church every Sunday, that kind of thing. And that everybody knew she was talented and had no idea what to do with her. Um, and and I think the the first thing that I've seen people catch start to throw a lot of shade um, at Ed McMahon over uh, was her Star Search appearance, and 
yeah, I understand why. Um, you know, because you know, here you are. You know, I mean, again, context and time. This is the '90s, uh, probably I don't know, early to mid, if I recall correctly. Um, and you know, he asked her about you know whether or not she has a boyfriend, that sort of thing. Um, and you know, everybody was kind of getting all up on him on that. And eh, like Ed McMahon was always kind of like. America's grandpa, and I and I hate saying that kind of stuff because well, America's dad was Bill Cosby, and that went horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> but like, but I guess I just didn't read into it what other people were reading into it. Well, then I, actually, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I would, I, I said just it's gross. The clip was gross. Um, now, looking back with the context that I have, watching it ten years ago, would I have thought that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But now I find it troublesome. Well, um, now you've done episodes on Jeffrey Epstein. And <laughs> right. right. Um, and it's just, it goes to, sh- it's like, it's just a warm up to what she's going to be exposed to later mm-hmm. in her right. life and what she's exposed through, through her entire career. And it's just how we treat girls to women. Yeah. Well, and I, and I did think one of the things they pointed out um, that I thought was really, really cool was that, you know, one of the very first things she did um, when she finally got a deal was to come back to that little town um, and go get, you know, $10,000 and $100 bills and just run around giving them to people. Yeah. Right. And well, Perfect. the thing that she had said was like, it wasn't her saying like, I'm Britney Spears and handing it out. She was just saying Merry Christmas yep. and like being very humble and, and just wanting to like help out and you know, give people something, you know? Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say about the Ed McMahon clip was that when I was talking to one of my friends, when I was watching this and he had uh, commented that he thought that Ed McMahon was uh, saying like, well, wouldn't you date me or something like that? And I was like, I think he was saying, am I mean? Yeah. Cause she said all boys are mean. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I guess like, and then when he said it, Everyone else was like, yeah, that's what I thought, too, was that they were saying that he was saying, like, wouldn't you date me? And I was like, I, am I the only one that didn't? Yeah, no, I, did, I, yeah, I didn't take that that way. Either, no, though. I didn't get that. OK, I, cool. Because, I, like, there was like five of us in a room and four out of five of us said that they thought that he was saying that he should date her. And I was like, why would he say that? <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, number one, ew. Uh, and number yeah, two, right. ew. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, like, am I seriously the only one? Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, so then, uh, you know, they, they go to uh, basically her first agent. Um, and it was, you know, kind of an interesting story where they, you know, the, the agent says, hey, um, you know, out of the blue, I get this letter uh, from these parents who say they have no idea what to do with this girl. Um, they know she's super talented, but they have no idea, like, how to get into the industry, what to do with her, what to, you know, how to help her, that sort of thing. Um and this kind of starts the consistent theme that you hear throughout the course of the show, uh, which is uh, Lynn, the mom, is, you know, super supportive, super, you know, everything, uh, you know, and, and really wants to help her daughter succeed. Uh, and that her dad is just a dick uh, and, and is obviously looking for a meal ticket out of his kid. Um, and and again, ew, like I like I understand trying to make your kid successful, but damn. when I was following her career way back when, like you knew this as a fan that her mom was super supportive and part of her life and her dad, like they were on the outs for 
like the I, beginning. I feel like yeah, like that was common knowledge. It was common it was knowledge. Like yeah. there was a lot of like people being like uh, Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan had like that same kind of like relationship where like her mom was really like part of her life, dad was not so much or like not as being not as uh, supportive and stuff. Yeah, because well, yeah, when they talk about how you know he went through a. Um... You know, just basically just a series of jobs that he couldn't hold. Uh, tried to start a gym at some point and that failed. Uh, went through bankruptcy, went in and out of rehab, alcoholism, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, just not not a huge winner all around. Not not really. No. Yeah. But while um, Brittany's in um, New York, she uh, um, studies voice and dance. Her parents are struggling financially to keep her in New York, but they want to keep her there because she's, like, excelling and learning so much. Um, She makes it to the Mickey Mouse Club, which is, like, famous for pumping out stars. Mm Mm-hmm. Christina and Justin Justin Timberlake and, and, yeah. Ryan Gosling and so many more. Um. What, but when she loved it, but that that ends, and she kind of has like thrown back to regular life. Yeah, so I'm like, I think I think that's a part that people that aren't uh, I, I, that aren't super fans uh, may not know is you know so the when the when the Mouseketeer Club gig ended, um, she went back to Kentwood. Um, was a normal kid, which has got to be weird on like on on a couple yeah, different well, levels. It's got to be so weird. Yeah. Like being recognized on television and doing this thing every week, and then and now you're trying out for the high school basketball team. Yeah, now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely weird. Um, but yeah, so they you know they tried to figure out like you know how to you know how to what what was next and how they were going to keep her you know engaged. And uh, then I think uh, it's the uh, VP of talent or whatever it was for one of the record labels, um, that they're talking to next that basically says, Oh yeah, you know, you know, singing was something she was really interested in. Uh, and so we were going to try to make that happen and, you know, and, and got her a couple things and, and got her a couple like, uh, recorded, you know, some demo tapes and that sort of thing. And this is like, this is the funny thing to me. Cause like, I remember from the eighties, like everybody laughs about like, you know, the, the Tiffany video, I think we're alone now where, you know, it starts off in the mall. Um, you know, and, yeah. but like, that was a huge was thing. thing. Um, like you kids today will never know how popular and important the malls <laughs> were to our lives. Um, and you know, that's kind of what they talk about is, you know, so basically like that was the, that was the way you kind of launched, especially a teen artist, was to get them in the mall and get them in the food court and get them, you know, up on stage. Um, oh, which, you know, so laughably, you know, there, I, I mentioned the one South Park episode to you. Um, but there's another one, uh, that they did, uh, called Something You Can Do With Your Finger, uh, where they, they start a band called Finger Bang. Um, and it's, yeah. and it's a boy band and it's all about them trying to talk the mall manager into letting them get up on stage. Uh, so that was, that was part of the thing. Um, but yeah, so the, the one, Having a bang, bang, bang. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Teflon. Uh, and then the Britney Spears one is the Britney Watch one, right? It's, well, like, it's, it's Britney Watch. Yeah, it's called it's yeah it's called Britney's new look. Um, <laughs> and and so and and I, like I did, I had to go back and I was like, holy shit! Like this was like that was released in two thousand eight. Like so like which is yeah. which is contemporary to when everything is happening. That's one of the things I've always loved about those guys is they release shit like. They're so on time, it's crazy. Um, But, and so, like, that episode focuses very heavily 
on the paparazzi uh, and and the impact that they had on their lives and the fact that she couldn't see her kids and that kind of stuff and why that was impacting her, which are heavy themes in this as well. Um, but yeah, so I just find that I think I think South Park is on HBO Max now. Go watch that too. So. <laughs> She goes on a mall tour performing Hit Me Baby one more time, and she's wearing her classic, like, schoolgirl so which, shirt with the shirt tied up and the pigtails. Which is funny, because that's literally what's on right now, because I've got it playing just so, like, I've, I've got it playing at 1.5 speed as as I'm as we're talking through it, just to make sure that I don't forget anything. Um, <laughs> and so, like, that's the funny thing that's is smart. if you watch the, uh, like, that first mall performance, and that, you know, and it's the, you know, basically handheld VHS camcorder video and then you see the MTV video the choreography is identical so like the moves she was doing at the mall were the exact same moves that ultimately wound up in the video and and so like that was that was just one of those like dumb interesting things that I noticed so yeah so the video like transitions from the mall to the actual MTV video the official video and when it plays I just get like chills all over my body. Oh, I remember. Video is like so fucking iconic. And when it came out, it was like, what is this? I mean, you just didn't see anything like this. It was like, and they talk about this on MTV, like it was boy band time. And so to see like a female out Mm -hmm. there. A single female, not even a girl group. Right. And like, it was just, oh, that video. So good. Well, and and so like obviously I'm a little bit older than the two of you, and so like I remember when it broke, it was one of those things like, oh, who the shit? Oh, wait, she's how old? Shit, never mind. Sorry, mm-hmm. my bad. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah. And then the Rolling Stone cover that she did too, which she's like. So and that's and that's so they yeah they they spend a little time covering that there where uh you know basically. Uh, this is where she starts catching shit from the media um, for basically being herself uh, where, you know, Hey, like you have this, you, you know, you trying to portray yourself as this sweet, innocent girl next door, virginal type. um, But then all this other stuff you do is super sexy and sexual, like the videos, like the Rolling Stone cover, like this whole like virginal vixen. Yeah. Women can't be both. Well, so, and and that's, and so that's the funny thing. And so like, and she even talks about that. She's like, um, like you're a girl, you kind of want to feel sexy. Like that's part of it. Um, and then I do. I I love the fact that the uh the lady from the record label. She's like, look, I worked with every boy band, um, like all of them. And she's like, not one, uh, was ever asked about you know why are they trying to flaunt their sexuality? Why are they trying to be this? Why are they trying? In fact, I think the only time I remember hearing about boy bands and sexuality was when like a rumor broke about one of them being gay. I did see, like, think that it was really weird when they started showing, like, pictures of her, and it was, like, sexual nature, but, like, the background, like, so she's, like, in a room with a bunch of dolls or, like, stuffed animals, mm-hmm. but she's, like, wearing something sexy or, like, you know, something that says baby on the back, uh-huh. like, you know what I mean? Well, it's and really somebody weird. had to create that shot. It's not right. like she did that herself. But the one that really grossed me out was she's like on this interview and this guy leans over and says, everyone's talking about them. And she goes, what? And he goes, your breasts. And it's like, what? (laughs) Why? Why, though? Like, can you? Why? That's so what a gross thing. Like this 
much older guy to be like, oh, we're all talking about your breasts. 16, 17-year-old Britney Spears. Right. Like, Again, let's say it one more time for effect. Ew. <laughs> yeah, ew. Which is something that she says a lot. Mm-hmm. During this entire thing. Well, and I and you know for for timing and context, you know, like that's one of the things that that they that they make mention of because I mean we are I mean it, at that time in America, things are transitioning, and so like that's why I said you know you look at the 1992 Star Search thing with Ed McMahon, man, you know, people weren't even thinking that way. Like it's just it's it's not even a thing. Nobody really. But then you flash forward to the early 2000s. Well, hey, guess what? Now we're talking about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. We're talking about blowjobs in the Oval Office. We're talking about um, cigars being used as sex toys. Um, And suddenly, like, that's mainstream media. And so this is where I think it's like we've started that role and that transition as a society down the hill where sex sells. Like, I mean, sex is always sold in marketing and advertising, but now it's now it's more of an open topic for the news to discuss. And and I'll and I'll put news in quotes because um, a lot of it was, uh, you know, like, I mean, this is obviously before TMZ and all that shit. Um, but like, you know, they, they do they get into like the uh, like the Us Weeklies and the National Enquirers and the, the tabloids and that kind of stuff. But and like the the semi publications, put it that way. Right. Um, and then oh. from there. Well, we kind of already talked about the line they draw in the documentary from Monica Lindsay to Brittany. Right. When I was younger and idolizing Brittany, I didn't. Like, that wasn't a thing that, like, crossed my mind. No. Yeah. When they <laughs> said that, I was like, oh, that's crazy. But I was also really young. So it's like, I wouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. I was like, well, so I like I said, those, like. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, and maybe maybe I'll have to go back and take another look. I don't recall them trying to draw a line between the two, between Monica and Brittany directly. I think what they were doing is they were just, they were using the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton story as that foundational element of, okay, here's why the media is now talking about sex more and why it's talking about it more openly. Right. And so therefore, the concept of sex around Brittany is now a more open discussion as well. Right. Yeah, so we, like, see how she was, like, constantly under scrutiny about her body and about her clothes. Um, And she says this ends up, like, kind of freeing her from caring. So she, like, does more, and she just continues doing it um, at the time. Um, And then her former backup dancer comes on and says, like, this idea that she was some kind of puppet. Oh yeah. That's so, yeah. That was just really good. So inaccurate. He was like, she like every decision that was being made about music videos, about concerts, about everything we did had to go through her. Right. He was the one that gave the yes or no. She was not a puppet. Like she one was- person recall, like I said that she's a diva and she was like, I'm not a diva. I just know what I want. Yeah. Yeah, and I know what's going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which and and I mean, and, and that was like so, and that's again kind of laying that foundation of okay, she's in control, she's making decisions, she's totally capable of doing this shit. She's probably more capable than most people, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that part. 
and then oh my god her relationship with Justin Timberlake like like we don't I think they say this in the documentary like we don't have royalty we have celebrity couples and they were huge like this was a huge deal it it was a power couple right he was at the height of his career with NSYNC and she was at the height of her career as Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and like they're the hottest couple and they had been on Mickey Mouse Club together, so that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like the perfect couple, like in everyone's minds. Everyone wanted them to be together the entire time. Um, oh, and so, this, like, the world was watching. But like the sad reality is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're both high schoolers, right? Like they're like yeah. they're. I mean, maybe, maybe twenty, early twenties, maybe. Just trying but to do everyone the- was like asking all these questions, like, "Are you a virgin?" and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't understand why they would, you know, no one's asking Justin Timberlake if he was a virgin. You oh, know God. I mean? like that's not even a thing. So right. It was really annoying that they were doing that. And at one point, she says, "Yes, I am a virgin." And I loved her little like stumble over her words, where she was like, yeah. "I want to try and have sex till I'm married." Yeah. And like, I'm I, like I, mm. I, I don't think I don't think that's what you meant, but I get I get <laughs> I what you what meant. You meant. <laughs> yeah. I, I get where you were going with that. So, but they basically just portray her as a shit person and a cheater, and he uses her like a double of her in Crimea River. And like, I do recall, like as a as a teenager or you know young young girl watching that entire thing and being like, oh my god, she like broke his heart, you know. And like, never once did I get any kind of proof that that was what happened, you know. Well, but so and like in the, and this and I've gotten to a couple of discussions with friends about this one um oh, since this dropped. And like a lot of people are lighting Timberlake on fire. Um and they're going yeah. back and they're, they're lighting him on fire over that video and that kind of stuff. And and what usually brings that conversation to a grinding halt um is when I point out um excuse me, uh, I seem to recall every reaction you've ever had uh to every Taylor Swift uh album release uh and video release which is essentially the exact same thing, just from a female's point of view, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, okay, never mind." <laughs> right. Like, and don't get me wrong, there's other douchey shit that he does, but I, but like, I, I I can't see like lighting him on fire over that video as being one of those things. Right. <laughs> now, um, Diane Sawyer needs to be lit on fire. Oh God, Diane was awful, but um, yeah, I think that it was. Like, she's made out to be the slut. And he's, you know, like the golden boy. Like, his image is... Because he takes such control of the narrative through that video. It's like, he almost Mm -hmm. doesn't even give her a chance to, like... It just felt dirty. Yeah. Like, just the way, like... And I understand what you're saying about Taylor Swift. Like, she has a song called Dear John. Literally about what a douchebag John Mayer is. Mm -hmm. And... Feel like that's so deserved, but like, <laughs> but but I don't know John Mayer. I I wasn't in the room when they broke up. I don't know what right. happened. Yeah, I know. I love John Mayer, but <laughs> he's a known like douchebag. But um, yeah, it just felt like he got to he got to tell his story, and she never did. Honestly, I I feel like she had plenty of opportunities to. Um, cause I mean, that's the thing, you know, then you get into, you know, that's when they get into the, like the Diane Sawyer interview that was just absolute 
shit. Um, you know, and, and a couple of other interviews that she did. Like, and I do, I, I think she had the opportunity and on some level, I give her the credit for taking the high road and, and not succumbing to tabloid TV and, and right. just, and just verbally diarrheaing all over the place about what actually happened. Right. I, I give her all their credit in the world for not doing that. And so like the, yeah. and the other thing that, you know, and then they get, they know a couple of clips that, you know, Timberlake did with, you know, like a radio show, um, oh. Yeah, which you know well it, actually it was it wasn't stern it was somebody it was somebody else but it, i mean they they might they were stern wannabes um and like so like, again you know creative editing um you know when they ask him hey did you did you you know did you sleep with her and he says yeah i did and then he starts to back off it but that's where the clip in this documentary stops um and so like that and that's so that's one of the thing one of the conversations i got into with people as well is please remember whenever you are watching a documentary um, or or any TV show for that matter, but especially a documentary, somebody has an agenda and 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 somebody has a bias and somebody has a story to tell um, when they're putting this together and when they're producing it and when they're making it. Because here's the and here's the funny thing: like I I truly believe they knew exactly what they were doing when they framed the Timberlake story as they did. Because if you look at What's happened on social media over the course of the past week since this dropped, everybody is saying, oh, my God, you've got to watch it to see what Timberlake did. Oh, my God, you've got, you know, and and they're lighting Timberlake on fire on Instagram and Twitter and these kind of. And so like that's getting all the reaction. Not too many people are actually talking about the conservatorship itself. Not too many people are talking about what the paparazzi did to her. Like I would say it's like at least a 10 to 20 to one ratio of people talking about Timberlake to talking about the actual meat of this doc. Huh. I don't see that. Okay. I don't see as much Timberlake. I see a lot about the conservatorship. I don't see enough about the paparazzi, which I think was garbage. I don't see enough about Diane Sawyer. Um, but I, I feel like the Justin Timberlake thing was like a blip and I think maybe only amplified because he never apologized for the Janet Jackson thing. Right. True. Cause yeah, then you flash forward and he got a free pass on that as well. Yeah. Whereas she took a hit on that. Right. Um, and so, but, and, but, you know, and then there's again, production bias, um, and, and storytelling bias, that sort of thing. What in the course of one of those conversations, like there, like um, Timberlake did a did a great interview with uh, Oprah, where he could not have been more positive, more supportive, more God. I hope she's okay. You know, I, I yeah, we you know we went through a rough patch, but you know I loved her, and you know she was always a great friend, and she's so smart and she's so strong. And you, is that in this doc? No, because it does. It does a lot to defend an anti vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just saying, and well, I mean, if he's anti-vaxxer, he's human garbage. Oh, if he's an anti-vaxxer, he's a douche. But I mean, but he can. But again, let him be a douche for those things that he's actually a douche about. Okay. Okay. But no, I mean, to your point, to the paparazzi thing, and like I said, I mean, that South Park episode that was almost the entire focus of it. Um, You know, and that's dude, it's crazy when you start hearing that you know Us Weekly had you know million dollar budgets for shit. Um, You know, they were they were dropping one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars every week um, on on photo purchases and that kind of stuff. And oh, by the way, a good Britney Spears shot could get a photographer a million dollars. No wonder. No wonder they were assholes. Before we do the uh, the Us Weekly 
you have to enter Kevin Federline. Um, oh, yeah. Never understood. K-Fed. Her in men is. What? Really. You don't like the song Popo Sout by Kevin Federline? <laughs> <laughs> I used to jam out to Popo Sout. Seriously. Dude. So and, and if and, 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 and like they don't really get into it here, but like wasn't he one of her backup dancers? It like isn't yes. that how they met? Yes. Yeah, and like he was with somebody at the time. Yeah, which I thought was like I thought it was weird they didn't even mention that. I'm like, wait, it wasn't I- she pregante? Wasn't yes. she? Wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she with, was literally. Yeah, he was just so like even just looking at him, I was like, he just smells like trailer. Like. like- <laughs> He like he he like if he looks like he smells like cigarettes and chicken noodle soup. If 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 chewing tobacco and and a and a trailer park were a person, I, I feel like I feel like that would be K Fed. Um, but I mean, yeah, right with a trucker hat on. But I mean, so I, and I guess like is is that you know kind of touching on something you had said earlier is this almost a manifestation of the first time we're seeing her push really hard. Where okay, you know, you, you you keep telling me I have to be this, I have to be that, I have to be that. Fine. Watch what I'm doing now. Like I'm 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 gonna push I'm gonna push this boundary even further, um, and see what happens. Yeah. Right. So there was an MTV special of them getting married, and I, I remember just, that. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and I was it was just so bizarre. Like the whole thing I watched so that train wreck because I love yeah. mess, dude. Yes. I had to watch it. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I watched um what was the one with Jessica Simpson and Nick Oh Nick Lachey. Oh, yeah. God. I forget what, what that was called. That was, I do. that was another one I wanted to mention earlier. Is like the hyper focus on her virginity, on Jessica Simpson's virginity, and yeah. like none whatsoever on Nick Lachey. Um, no. That was always that yeah. was bizarre. okay, but um, but Jessica Simpson was also like portrayed as like if you put Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, and Christina Aguilera in one room, she was like the, the like angel. creature's daughter, basically. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, she was totally a PK. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they dive into the Us Weekly stuff and the paparazzi, and, and you know we meet we meet one of the uh, basically godfathers of paparazzidom. Um, oh, and I did like I dude I I did like I thought it was insane when they started talking about the dollar figures being thrown being thrown around for photos oh of her. Um, you know, and then you know they get into some of the situations that basically the paparazzi caused, and you know you you think back, okay, well this is how Diana died. Um, you know, when, you know, being chased by paparazzi and being chased, but, you know, and, and, and you look at some of these scenes where, you know, she's being, you know, either trapped in her car or trapped in a store or trapped, you know, that's gotta be, I, I, I mean, I, I don't pardon the turn of phrase, but like, that's enough to make you insane. Um, you know, yeah, she ends up, this is later on, she ends up crying about it. Mm-hmm. Like wanting, saying like on camera, I want, I just want it to stop. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's and the the one, the one paparazzi guy or paparazzo, I guess, is the singular. Um, you know, is like you know, well, oh, you know, yeah, you know, we never really got the impression that she wanted us to stop. Like, I hate him. Like maybe just you know, she wanted to be left alone for the day. And the but producers like, 
like, what about when she said, I want you guys to leave me alone? Right. Yeah, they're like, well, but what about right here when she said, yeah. I hate him. And then he was like, well, she wanted us to leave her, leave her alone for the day. Yeah. Not Jackass. Alone, and it's like, okay, guy, you can see that she's clearly like over Had you enough. guys. Yeah. yeah. But at first, um, they talk about it. It's like kind of like a symbiotic relationship. Well, and I think I think all celebrities have some have some of that. They have to. Yeah, but she's like, you know, she's really like at first eating it up, and she like, you know, is wait, she waves to him, mm-hmm. and she's nice and like, you know, very appeasing to them. Um, she gets pregnant, has has baby and then that's when they say the paparazzi really explode Mm -hmm. and it's like taken to a whole nother level and that's where we see like her car is like covered in paparazzi yeah and they start to try and portray her as being an unfit mother mother and really even be a mother you know that is so disturbing like the narrative that they just spun around her and i'm like imagine any first time mother being under that magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. You're going right. to make mistakes. It's your right. human. You're going to make mistakes as a parent. Like, but hers were magnified. Yeah, we're on the cover of magazines. Yeah. Right. To the point where she eventually gets, loses her children. Like, that is so fucked up. Right. Consider, <sighs> I know some people that should definitely lose their kids. Uh, yeah. We've done considerably more <laughs> fucked up shit. So well, paparazzi ends up taking this picture of her driving with her baby on her lap. Mm-hmm. And this really for people is like, what? Like she's, she's a totally unfit parent who would do that, you know? And she goes on this, she does this interview with Matt Lauer kind of explains why she drove with the baby on the lap. And she's like, I was really scared because I was crying, followed by paparazzi. And the kid is in the backseat screaming. My kids screaming, and she was like, and this was something my dad did with us as kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't unheard of in Kentwood, Louisiana. And it, Dude, I used to ride the back of the, in the bed of the pickup truck. I used to ride, like, duh. I mean. But it's just like, you know, once again, one of those things where it's just like, leave her alone. Like, it's not, yes. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. When she explains herself, does it seem reasonable? Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it deserves the she's an unfit mother. But then there, you know, there, there's always the all right. So, how many people saw that photo and judged her versus how many people saw the interview with Matt Lauer? Right. Right. Well, and you know, the damage is already done. Yep. No matter what she says, it's out there. Unfortunately. Um, she has another baby with KFAD, and a week after this baby is born, she files for divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, she files for sole custody. Kevin files for sole custody. Um, and, and this then is when she starts hanging out with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, and her mom says, like, at this time, <sighs> that Brittany was suffering from postpartum depression. So, just another, like, Another very real issue, yeah. Another very real issue that at the time, I don't think many 
celebrities were talking about, like themselves experiencing. Nope. So right, and it wasn't a huge topic that we came out, women came out and talked about as much as they do now. Um, so just another thing that you just feel really terrible for her about. Yeah, agreed. At this point, I uh, Brittany starts hanging out with obviously Paris and Lindsay, and there's all these videos of her coming out and pictures of them. And so it just isn't really helping her case um, with how people are are perceiving her. You know, she seems like she's one of the things that they say is like, uh, Britney Spears must be paying their babysitter overtime. And, you know, like all this stuff, like just implying that she is incapable of taking care of her kids. That like infamous shot of her and Lalo and Paris in the car together. And like Lindsay Lohan's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. It's, it's it's good. I've always wanted to get like a pair of underwear where like on the crotch, it's just Britney Spears face. So I can flash people constantly like she used to do getting out of the thing to just be her face all the time. <laughs> Look at my Britney. My Britney. Uh, so the paparazzi actually ends up becoming like super overwhelming. And there's like fights between photographers while yep. she's standing around you know, and you can hear her in some of the videos saying that she's scared and she's asking why they're so close to her car. She's literally being like bombarded by these people. There's one part where she um, walks into a room and as soon as she walks into the room, you just hear click it like flashes yep. and click like it's crazy the way that it was like it's, dead silent and that. And it's constant like that. Like that's the thing. Like all of those like thank God she didn't she wasn't an epileptic. Like all, like all right. of those flashing and, you know, all that. All the, it, it, yeah. yeah. And also when her kids are around and stuff, mm-hmm. like that must be overwhelming for her children, too. And then she um, says that she wished that they would just leave her alone. So um, my next note, I don't know about you, leads us to 2007. <laughs> Where the real fun starts. Right. It's like <laughs> the famous uh, day where she shaves her head. She goes into a salon. She says that she wants to shave her head. Um, the hairdresser refuses to shave her head for her, yep. which I'm like, why do you care? Like, you know what I mean? Do whatever the fuck Britney Spears tells you to do. I'd be like, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. She says no. So Britney decides to do it for herself. Grabs a pair of clippers and goes to town. She did it. L- listen, if she wants to do it, she's going to do it either there. Or she's going to do it at home. It doesn't fucking matter. She's going to do her own fucking shit. So, but of course, because she does this and the types of photos that the people have of this, they're basically like crazy Britney being crazy again, you know, and it's like this girl cannot catch a break. She can't have any kind of like if she wants to shave her head, she's crazy. If she wants to have her hair grown out, she's crazy. I'm in the Matt Lauer um, interview that she did with him. She looked like time has been rough on her. Yeah. You know, I love, I love the the guy that says um like her shaving her head was a symbolic I quit. You yeah. destroyed the person I was. Right. And I really do feel like it was such a symbolic gesture. I agree. I think it was an I quit and an I start over. It was like, stop touching me. Well, yeah, and that's well, that's what she said. Yeah, maybe if I'm not, I don't want people to touch me. Yeah, if I if I'm not the long hair, pretty blonde. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Um, okay. And then next in my notes is February 21st. Yep. Okay, 2007. Four months of custody battle over the children with KFED. Um, and they, I don't have very much like notes on how we got to this point, but what I have is uh, the one, that one paparazzo guy um, gets like a videotape of her with her cousin. She's going over to KFED's house so she can like see the kids. He doesn't open the gate for her. So she leaves and she goes to this gas station. That's when they kind of like intervene with her and they're like talking to her like, you know, we just want to ask you a couple of questions and stuff. She goes back over to K-Feds. Once again, he does not answer the door. He doesn't open the gate for her. So at this point now she's agitated. She's, you know, upset. Um, I'm sure he would have answered the door had the paparazzi not been with her, you know, because he's probably thinking about the safety. The kids. Yep. I'm sure that they had that planned. I don't think she was just showing up at his house. I mean, they didn't really make it clear, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think that she was just like, I'm just going to show up at your place. Um, and so they keep on talking to her and trying to be like, Oh, we want to ask you some questions. We want to ask you some questions. And she's upset. And so she takes out an umbrella and starts beating the fuck out of this guy's truck because he won't leave her alone. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like showing like the pictures of the dents and stuff. Like, Oh my God. Like he did that. Her, She did that. And I'm just like, wouldn't you like if, if yeah, like, I was huh? not famous, if I'm not famous yeah. and I have people following me around, I'd be scared shitless. <laughs> I would love to know like state of California soccer laws. Like why don't paparazzi fit in there at some point? How do they circumvent the law? That's actually, uh, that's actually been tried a few times. Um, yeah. And it's because uh, they play the freedom of the press and public interest card. Um, uh, you know, one of the things uh, like, so like France has, has super cracked down um, on, on paparazzi after Diana. Um, yeah, shame that didn't happen before. Um, but so like in the U S if you are in a public location, you have no expectation of privacy. Uh, you, you can't say that I expected to be left alone. I, I you know, that I expect to be able to maintain a reasonable distance from people, that kind of stuff, which is unfortunate. And I do think they need to change that. Um, and, and you know, t- to your point, I mean, yeah, you know, th- this guy that ultimately got his car attacked was the guy who was bugging her at the gas station. And, and I like it's, it's one of those things where, like, I felt like he was almost trying to redeem himself and portray himself as the good guy um, when he was being interviewed for this as, you know, hey, we just wanted to ask her a couple. Qu-. Like, dude, why didn't you just leave her the alone? Right. Like, and, well, this is the same exact part where he says um, that he he never got a clue from her that she wanted to be left alone. And then the producer says, what about when she said, I want you guys to leave me alone? Yeah. And he starts going like, oh, for a day. She might have said, I want to be left alone for a like day. Listening to, But I'm like, but even then, did you leave her alone when she said she wanted to be left alone for a day? Because yeah. I highly doubt you guys were like, yeah, we got you and just packed up your shit. And left. Right. Yeah. And two things about that. One, he says that the producer asked, like, do you believe paparazzi influenced her? And he said, no. No. Like, okay. And then, sure. Um, what was I and, a, and a certain former president didn't inflame a certain former mob. 
like, um, God, I can't remember what I was going to say about that. Oh, well, it'll come to me. Yeah. We can always go back to it. My next note is from October of 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, she loses custody of her kids eventually and just gets some visitation. They make comments about how she was seeking friendship, any kind of friendship from anybody. And enter Sam Lefty, uh, who comes into her life. And they kind of they say that he's like a guru of sorts, um, well, a, kind of like a manager, a, a, a self proclaimed guru. Right. <laughs> celebrities when they're at their most vulnerable. Oh, I think she just locked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the remix. Exactly. It's the 12 inch dance remix. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so, you know, so like, you know, Sam Lefty and, and, and yeah, I mean, so they, they basically make it clear that this is a guy who shows up when celebrities are, you know, tending to be at their most vulnerable and tries to glom on and attach himself to them um, and, you know, starts to trying to make decisions and, and that sort of thing. And this is where you start to see the rise of the dad and the whole conservatorship thing. Yeah. So, um, interesting that her so he was her advisor trying to be her manager um and her parents actually view him as the architect of her downfall um which i you know i mean if you push somebody off of a building and then you shoot them on the way down and and then they land and splatter all over the sidewalk and a truck runs them over is it the truck's fault they're dead Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So then I, I, I just have a note saying like no one was talking about mental health or her mental health, and there was just too much to be made off of her suffering. Yep. So and again, and I do. I think this is where I think this is where this documentary kind of falls short, um, because they don't go into that deep enough. And and I do, I, and not to keep you know banging on this drum, but I think the South Park episode properly and appropriately crucifies um, the, the paparazzi uh, for for what they did to her. Yeah, and the, yeah, they say like she's become a punchline, and now okay, they show like, like dude the that Family Feud episode, like oh my how. God, that was- can you imagine how shitty that would be i did not even well first of all i was like how come i've never heard of that episode or seen that clip i i I never even knew that guy was a host like in the vaults or something yeah i i I never even knew that guy was a host right yeah 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 it was the 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 boss guy um elaine's boss for a while yeah so i mean like and like i maybe i don't know maybe it was the daytime version or something whatever um but yeah so like you know the you know what eight things that britney spears has lost over the course of the last year like can you imagine being her sitting in your living room you know either flipping channels and seeing it or having i don't know 800 people call you and be like hey you should turn on channel seven right husband and hair i kind of want to know the rest of the answers <laughs> if kids was on there that's real fun yeah i do i i am curious to find out i want to look up that clip and see the rest of the answers because i'm like five more like i yeah. can't even tell you what they I were mean, what it's it's sad because i 
remember, like I said, I remember this. Like, I remember watching her and just, you knew, like, there's so, there's suffering. There's something going on. Sure. Mental health issue. Something is happening there. It's not just her being like, I just don't care anymore. I just don't want to have access to my children. Like, Like, pushed by the people around her. And, like, the position that she's in. You know? Right. It's sad. Because I feel like at the end of the day, no one has her best interest at heart. No. Absolutely not. Maybe her mother and maybe her former assistant, Felicia. Not her brother or her father, that's for sure. No. (laughs) Like, come on. So, the next thing I have is January 3rd, 2008. Um... Police were called for a custody dispute. Um, She's basically, she was refusing to hand over the kids um, to to confess. She barricades herself in the room. Um, Ambulances, police are called. Uh, She is admitted for an involuntary psychiatric hold. Yeah, and doesn't she lose her visitation rights as well during that time? Fourteenth, a judge then says she can no longer see the kids. Um, and then January thirty first, she's back in the hospital um, with a medical health hold. Um, and then this is the time Jamie fall Jamie, her dad, files for the temporary conservatorship. So was it was it medical or was it psych? Because I thought it was. I thought they specifically mentioned it was a fifty one fifty. Okay. Yep, that's what I have written down as well. Um, so Vivian Thorine, who is um, can go fuck herself, a <laughs> lawyer, who's yeah, who can go f herself. Um, sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Undue influence was her parents' biggest concern. So yeah, their concern were that the oh, the Sam and the Sam yeah the Sam Lefties of the yeah. world were exercising undue influence over her, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know and that they didn't have the, her best interest at heart, right? <laughs> like right. he so did. File yeah. a restraining order against Sam um, Lefty. I found it so interesting that he's still like kind of in the picture, like yeah. to day, yeah. The like, 2019 thing. Yeah, like still trying to creep around. It's yeah. very, very weird. Um, and he, and they file like the restraining order against him and yeah. they accused him of even drugging her yep. during this time. Yeah. And then he eventually sues the family and in 2019 uh, gets another restraining order. Yeah. So Jamie's granted conservatorship over her person and her estate. Mm-hmm. Um, her estate was along with Andrew Wallet, who is an attorney, and what a perfect name. Wallet, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um What's in your wallet? Adam Streisand <laughs> was a lawyer um 
who she wanted to hire. Yeah, and I, like, and I thought he actually had possibly one of the best takes on this because they do. They talk with a couple of different lawyers uh, throughout the course of this. You know, one um, is uh, she, she the, the woman was actually uh, one of the attorneys, um, and you know, walks you. She said, obviously, I can't talk about the specifics of this case, um, but you know, here's what a conservatorship is. Here's how they work. This is what they're for. Um, but it's him that really gets into okay. But why? And and more and more importantly, why still? And 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 this is you know it, it it's not logical that this is still going on, right? So yeah, he's basically like she had, like when I talked to her, she had the capacity to understand her. Situation. Oh yeah, he said he said he said the first he said the first thing I had to do was make sure that like this conversation was even worth having. Um, and in order to do that, I had to assess her mental state. I had to make sure that she was lucid, that she was aware, that she was cognizant of what was happening, what was being discussed, um, and what all was involved. And he was like, and she absolutely was. And she basically conceded to like needing a conservator at this time, but she just didn't. She didn't want her dad. Right. And and she, yeah, and that's the thing. Like she, and I think you know, again, good on her for being self-aware enough to go, you know what? Yeah, I can get a little off the rails at times and I want somebody who can manage this stuff for me so that I don't have to, but not dad because he's right. a dick. Right. And they, they basically stop her from being able to retain him. Yeah. They do. And then, um, but here's the crazy part. Here's the bitch about that. It's her money that's paying for her dad's lawyers. To keep her from being able to hire the lawyer she wants. Right. So they go to court. The judge says he has a medical report saying she doesn't have the capacity. Oh, this was such horse shit. Oh, lawyer. So the judge says, I'm going to appoint counsel. And the judge appoints Samuel Ingham. And, and, it's the, and, and the guy was like, he's like, I don't know what's in that, in that report. To this day, I don't know what's in that I report. Know. That's why it's like, that is the one thing that I'm like, it's got to be something big. Like, but how is, like, and that's, but how is that know. legally possible? I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why would a judge rule that? Yeah. If it wasn't, I mean, I don't know. Like, what is in that report? What did, she, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's mind boggling. One thing that I really wanted to like push on this was they listed off some of the things that a conservator can actually do in like a conservatorship, which um, these people can control who can and cannot visit you, can make TV and recording deals on your behalf, can retain security um, over you over for 24 hours access can access medical records and um, have influence over the doctors and Mm -hmm. can take control of your house and cancel credit cards. And those things are all like really big things that you're doing with a multi-million dollar, um, you know, estate that she has. Your entire life. It's your person. But how can you have control over all of these things and say that these, you know, I, I can make, record and tv deals on your behalf and then force you to go do them mm-hmm. and because when you sign a contract saying i'm going to show up i'm going to perform this i'm going to perform that i'm going to do a meet and greet blah, blah blah when you sign a contract that is like you're doing it well that's what i well, love someone... about when she 
if someone can retain second Vegas residency. <laughs> yeah. Right. But if someone can um like create these contracts on your behalf, then really they're forcing you yeah. to work. Yeah. Which I think that's what is like going to be the next thing in like the legal proceeding. Yes. Absolutely. Um, like she's capable to work and she's capable to make you all this money. Right. Um, so, um, God. No, sorry. So um, at the end of 2008, so under her conservatorship, oh, so October 2008, her conservatorship is made permanent. At first, it was just temporary. Um, at the end of 2008, she ends up releasing an album and she goes on tour and she's working and she is on fire. Like, she is back. I just want to say really quickly um, that after filming that Vivian girl rejoins the legal team that's repping Jamie Spears. So she can, she's a piece of shit. So yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And she also says they ask her, um, have you ever seen anyone get out of a conservatorship? And she said that she has never in any of the cases she's ever worked, seen anyone successfully terminate. Because well, they're all like because again, <laughs> yep, it's right. it's because of who the who the target usually is, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's back in her career. It's Britney, bitch. Like she's <laughs> at, she's back at like the top of her game. She gets a Vegas residency. I would have died to go to, but basically, like revamps what a Vegas residency is. Like for oh, killed the it. longest time, it was looked at like where your career goes to die, and now right. it's like coveted yep. to get a Vegas residency, and like that when- is because of Britney Spears. Yeah. Um. So she was cashing. Um. She was cashing in a million a week. Yep. For the Vegas Vegas residency, so her dad is the one cashing in. Well, and um, so and I was gonna yeah. Revenue. Yep. Yeah, you got one point five percent. Yep. What's 1.5% of a million dollars? So 100 grand, 10 grand. So he was getting ten, so he was getting 10 grand a week. I wish that was happening to me. Right. <laughs> um I also want to just back up really quickly. They did talk about well, Actually, no, actually it's at 1.5, so he was getting 15 grand a week. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, they were, did talk about Britney for the record, which was a documentary that they were filming on MTV. And that's kind of like the first time that people really hear like from her, how she feels about the conservatorship. And she said that she would feel liberated and like herself again, if they were to cancel this and, um, that she talks to them and they hear her, but they don't actually hear what she's telling them Mm -hmm. and then right after this she just goes right back to work and that's when she's doing this to her because why is her dad gonna drop his cash cow like i mean that's it at the end of the day for her dad that is why he's fighting this it has nothing to do with her best interest right yeah at this point no so um then we kind of see her instagram which her instagram has become like 
famous in of itself. Mm-hmm. So is 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 this where we meet the podcast that's dedicated yeah. to her Instagram? Yeah, Babs Gray and we- Tess Baker, Brittany Graham. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is like the way she's been able to kind of like show, like take control of her own narrative and show like parts of her life and who she really is. Um, and people have gone, people have gone all Da Vinci code on her Instagram. Yeah, I've actually fallen into the rabbit hole of watching after this. I was like, people do not seriously think that. And I started looking through stuff and there's like this one where she's holding a hat and they're like, it looks like she's pointing to this spot on the hat and they're like zooming into it. And there could be a word there. So it might be help. It might be, you know what I mean? Like, it's Oh, it's, so, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I seriously was doing this for like three hours today. Like looking at all these conspiracy theories of like Brittany's Instagram and, and what it means. Yeah. So people think that she's sending cryptic messages through her, yes. her through her Instagram. Um, pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and hey, if she is, more power to her. Right. <laughs> so October 15th, 2018, um, Andrew Wallet petitions for more money and it wants to create a hybrid business model. Which, yeah. again, super weird. Well, this is what I, yeah. A conservatorship means that you are not capable. Yeah. Creating a hybrid business model to me lets on that you are capable. But but we don't want our cash cow to stop giving milk. I know, but it's just like <laughs> it's a what is that called? An oxymoron. Oh yeah, no, it's it, it oh it absolutely is. Like and it's, it's and it's one of those things I, like I, I think this is where you start to see they're starting to realize that the train is going to stop at some point. Um, and so they need to start getting out ahead of it and maybe taking steps to kind of like that paparazzi douche, uh, you know, try to make themselves look like the good guys. Like they're trying to make these steps to put her more in control of her own stuff. Um, but you no, know, not having it, not right. buying it. They're scumbags. So this is like, I love this part where she's about to announce her second Vegas residency. Oh, and this was this was phenomenal. Like it's, dude, it's it's huge. Like there are people waiting for like all day, all night. Um, like you know, there's like there's reporters, there's a crowd. Um, you know, she's she's gonna come out. She's gonna she's gonna make an announcement. She's gonna perform a couple songs. She's gonna. It's just like it's Britney, bitch, and then she like walks down the stairs. And walks right and just past everybody. keeps right like it's like it's and it's like it's it's hilarious watching the reporters' faces because like they expected her to stop on the stage because she comes out from backstage they expect yeah. her to stop there to make the announcement she doesn't she walks down the stairs and they're like oh well maybe she wants to get close to the fans nope keeps walking walks right past everybody right past the crowds right past the reporters doesn't wave doesn't say hi to anybody just keeps yeah, right on walking gets in a car and drives away. A big fuck you. Like and that like and that was hilarious because like and you can hear like we waited all day for this? Like what like what like what the hell's going on? Like what We went live on Facebook for this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so 
this so January fourth, two thousand nineteen, she cancels residency because of father's health issues. So I'm like wondering, like that was probably Jamie that put that statement out, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe the real the the real reason is she was like, you can fuck right off. Like, well, and so that's the thing, and that's this is where you start hearing the hey, I'm not going to work anymore until he's not in control of shit. Right. Right. Period. And good for goddamn her. Yeah. Yeah, for real. So then she just kind of disappears. She goes silent. Radio silent. Yeah. And Andrew Wallet quits the conservatorship. Which which everybody was like, which seemed kind of super weird. Like, so, okay, he's the one, A, just requested a raise B wants to push this hybrid business model. And then a month later, me, me. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Something's going on in the inner circle at this point. Um, so Brittany checks in voluntarily to a residential mental health facility. Um, at this time, well, anonymous- it's announced that she had checked in, but the, the, what, what's not announced is how long she had already been there when that announcement came out. Well, that's this person, this anonymous person that calls the Britney's Graham podcast and says that she was involuntarily checked into a mental health facility back in June, January. Oh, is that what? It was January. Uh, that's what I have. That, yeah. I didn't hear what you said. My phone or my uh, computer cut out. So I just said in January with you. Oh, I wrote down <laughs> June. So June? I okay. probably got it wrong. I could be wrong too. I have no idea. But I'm just saying it was one of those J's. <laughs> and it was a long time before they was saying it. So right. She's been there a minute. <laughs> but Larry Rudolph, her manager, denies this. And then right. at this time, the hashtag Free Britney blows up anyone um which uh, my next note was just that uh fans start to gather in rally and support um jamie says that the movement is a joke and that they don't actually know what they're talking about and that he's doing what's best for his daughter so and it's uh, and it's funny that this comes out now be, or like or the timing of this doc being released now because you know we're, we're just you know, we're still dealing with the aftermath of all of the QAnon conspiracies and and, and, and all of that nonsense that wound up being complete and utter bullshit. Um, and they do. They interview this, you know, one of the ladies and she and they were like, well, what if you're wrong? And and she was like, well, she's like, there are times when, yeah, I, I question that. Like, what if what if we don't know what's going on and what if they really are doing what's best for her? And well, if all that has to happen is Brittany comes out and says, guys, they're doing what's best for me and we'll shut up and go away. Right. And Yeah. Well, and exactly. She could do that if that was the case. But then the other part of that is we've seen for years as fans, the track record of with of her father. Yep. And mm-hmm. so we're just looking at a pattern here that right. he's not the most upstanding. Father. Right. So uh, there's that other piece to it that he seems to be a big piece of shit and has has been that way for a very long time. Right. Um, but yeah, and she could very easily come out and be like, this is what's guys, best. Yeah. I'm okay, guys. Let but it she go. doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kim uh, Federline, interestingly enough, takes a restraining order out against Jamie. Yep. Um, and this was for his treatment of the kids, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, he says he claims that Jamie was in a physical altercation with one of the, her sons. <sighs> and these kids are young today. So I can only imagine how yeah, old like, they were when he's saying that this had happened. Now. Yeah, because I mean, you're t- they're what, 13 and 15, if I recall correctly? Yeah. That old? Mm hmm. Wow. So September 9, 2019, Jamie steps down and is replaced as conservator of her person. Uh, 15, 15 and 14, excuse me. Oh, okay. But he remains in control of her finances. Mm-hmm. So her brother Brian gives an interview on a podcast and says women in his family are strong-minded. And he has not seen Brittany held against her will. But the way he says it is like super misogynistic-y. Yeah. yeah. And there was one point when the, when like, the guy when says, talk, have you ever seen her, uh, you know, being held against her will or like, you know, whatever. And then he goes every day. And then yeah. he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And I'm like, okay, the funny thing is that all of this, it looks like you're kind of fishing around for something to say, except for that one moment where you said every day. Mm-hmm. Right. You just, you know, you down. seemed way too confident saying that. And then suddenly backtracked and was like, just kidding. Nope. Everything's fine. Psych. Like, why would you even joke like that? You know why would why? you say that as a joke? I don't know if you know any of this, Lauren. I didn't research this, but a really interesting with your first sister. I, I know, J.B. Lynn. Well, Jamie Lynn. They literally said in the very, very end that of it she refused that to basically the entire family refused and that Britney Spears, like, they tried to reach out to her, but they don't even know if she got the message. Yeah. But, like, for Jamie Lynn, like... Jamie, it just surprises me that never once has she said anything publicly. But isn't Jamie Lynn also scrutinized for, wasn't she like pregnant at 16 and stuff? And like, you know, she she had like that super successful, like Zoe 101. 101. Yeah. And then she got pregnant and was fired from it. And then I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. Like, it's interesting that like that. Her siblings wouldn't voice more support or or one party or the other. Or the other. You're like, she's absolutely insane. Or be like, yeah, my dad is fucking crazy and we need to get him out of here. Right. Right. One or the other. Or even fucking in the middle and be like, I think that my dad is doing a good job, but I think that she probably is, you know, capable taking on stuff on her own. It's just weird they don't talk about it. They don't say anything, exactly. So, um, Brittany files through her lawyer that she wants a bank to oversee her estate. Yep. Um, In the same filing, Boyce's support for her fans and Boyce's, she doesn't want Jamie to hide their legal issues and, like, sweep it under the rug. And she says that they, she loves the informed support of her fans. So it's like, She's literally saying, thank you guys for doing your research and bringing this to light because I've been trying to do this all this time and nobody is taking me seriously. Right. You know? Right. 
So her and her lawyers are starting to oppose Jamie's conservatorship. Um, the judge ruled not to remove Jamie, but add a co-conservator, Bessmer, that what how it's pronounced, to her estate. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she kind of wins a little bit. At least it's a small victory. Well, it's a small victory. Yeah, so yet again, somebody else being added to the Britney Spears payroll. <laughs> It's a little bit of like a little window yeah. opening up for the possibility of bigger things to happen for her. And I feel like at least this isn't the at least this will keep Jamie in check. That's yeah, that's the hope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's that's most of my notes. That same. Yeah, it kind of just ends dead, dead ended. Yeah, I mean it. It does. I mean, and it and it kind of wraps pretty quickly. I mean, you know, they they have the note that you know in September of 2019, uh, Jamie steps down uh, temporarily, uh, citing health reasons. Um, you know, and they go, um, they talk about uh, you know the the court case and and how that's going, and basically somebody's update like because it was very limited people that were allowed in this it was crazy the court the public was actually allowed um to be in in the proceedings and like somebody was updating a google doc on the fly that they had shared out and that's how they were communicating with the people outside and that sort of thing um what's interesting is what has now developed since this like this has only been out for a week or so now and now you've got this, you know, you've got these announcements coming out of things heading back to court and things being looked at a little closer and things, Good. you know, and, and so, you know, maybe things are going to change. We'll see. I really hope so. We just, I mean, just in the legal sense, it's just such a contradiction because she's obviously a very capable person. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. To continue to have this conservatorship. For sure. And she's obviously gone through all of like the avenues of trying to get um, mental health help, and you know her her kids are getting older and stuff. She's able to kind of like be more of a well, and I mean, of a mom for them and stuff. You know, gaslighting one one though. I mean, if you are under the thumb of somebody who spends their entire day trying to convince you that you're crazy, you start to think you're going to start thinking maybe you're crazy. You know, and so, you know, I, 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 some of it I wonder is, and I do, I kind of wonder if these checking into these facilities is a, her way of getting a sanity check. Um, and Hey, am I, am I actually nuts or is this, you know, just what's going on or B maybe a little, maybe a little column, a little column B, um, is it, is that like an escape for her to get away from? I never thought about yeah. that, but that's a really good point. Or also, this is like her only sense, that might be her only like sense of control as a person. Mm-hmm. That I can go into and check into these facilities um, and I don't have to do this Vegas residency because I don't want to. Right. Right. Because <laughs> I just don't want to. And I don't want to give my, all my money to you anymore, so I'm not going to make any money anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this um, unfolds, and hopefully, free Britney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like free this, Brittany. this was this was pretty eye opening for me. Like I, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew some of it. 
Um, but I didn't realize, you know, like with the Vegas residency, I didn't realize I, I like had no, yeah, I mean, like I had no clue, like just exactly how batshit crazy some of this stuff had gotten. Um, and, and yeah, wow. I, 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 and I do, I mean, like having, having looked at it and having watched it, um, it is nuts. And, and I, and I think, you know, more people should be concerned that, you know, you hear all the time about, um, God, you know, whether it was like, you know, Gary Coleman or, you know, all these child stars that basically wound up broke and bankrupt because of what their parents did to them um, over the yeah. years. You know, how how often does this shit go on that we don't hear about, that we don't know about? Um, and if it if it can happen to her, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The conservatorship's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't like it at all. I I hope she gets out of this for sure. I mean, I don't think it there's was, any question that she should still be in it. Yeah. I don't know how any like judge could look at that. Okay, well, I was just about to say like I don't think it's any question either, but obviously with like the judges obviously not changing things and for somebody there's a question. There's a question somewhere, yeah. Right. Medical records. I, yeah, we need to know what that says. Yeah, like I we said, I mean that's what that is. That that is kind of like you were saying. Like that is the one thing that seriously super nags at me is okay, what the hell was in that doc? Right. That they wouldn't even let the defense. They wouldn't even let her lawyer see. Which, uh, yeah, that crazy. That to me. doesn't make any sense. I don't. I didn't know that there was like legal to be like we're just not going to show you. This, yeah. Uh, evidence that we have for why we won't give herself back her own. Well, and it's like I know, like civil cases are 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 super different than criminal. Like you, like you could never have, like in a in like in a, in a criminal court case, you could never have like the prosecution giving evidence to the judge that the defense isn't aware of, um, and and isn't allowed to see, sure. and the judge be going, oh well, you know, based on this, uh, yeah, guilty, and and no, you can't see it, and no, you can't refute it, and no, you can't defend yeah, you it can't against know it. Know why? But yeah, but guilty for sure. And yeah. the other thing, too, is that her dad is, like, a piece of garbage anyway because he straight up is just like, well, it's not like she's under lock and key. She can travel. She can go places. It's like, well, sure, you let her do anything as long as she's making you money. Yep. Right. You know, you'll let her travel to her tour. You'll let her, her you know, go with the family places as long as everyone's going, yep. you know. You're not being like, oh, go ahead and just go wherever you want, Brittany. Talk to you later. You know? Well, and I think that was like one of the key things they talked about when it came to both the um, the the For the Record documentary that they did with MTV. They talked with uh, a couple of different uh, videographers and, and, and producers and those. Yeah. And they were like, dude, there's you don't get access to her. Like with without her dad there, without the team there, with like there's no such thing as an off the cuff interview with her. Like it's yeah, like you don't have unless and I like how he described them as her handlers. Yep. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you you won't have an interview without close scrutiny on mm-hmm. or you know from her handler. Yeah, and here's the boundaries yeah. of the like, questions you're allowed to ask and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. All right. But using the word handlers, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So next week we'll do 90 day. Um, but we have to do Eliza Lamb. That's Netflix. 
documentary. We're calling it right now. And it might be a two two parter for us. What are there four episodes? Yeah. Four episodes, but there's a lot to digest. Yeah. All right. I got some time this weekend. Guess I'll start watching it. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, so the, what, tell everyone what the name of it is. Um, the whole name is... Hold on. Vanish. Is that what it is? I think it was like... Vanish at the... Uh, Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm we will do it. that one. You guys have two weeks to watch it. I mean, this is... More time than we've ever given anyone <laughs> to watch something for our podcast. You have two weeks to watch it. So get on it. You have four episodes to watch. It might be a two-parter for us. Who knows? It might be a one-parter. We don't know. We might get so uh, delve right into it like that. That's going to be like, you know, I have to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I want to talk about weeks. it right now because I just I want to talk about it right now. We won't, we won't. But you got to <laughs> so tune the fuck in. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Gabriel so and free Britney. Free Britney. Bye. Bye.